0: the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. Broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert, I'm your host Ryan Gable, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, the email, as always, is rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook if you're looking for us on social media. Those are the only two platforms we use. You can find us online at www.thesecretteachings.info. And, of course, listen to The Secret Teachings not only on the website, but any radio or podcast player. Just search the show name and you should be able to find the show with our little black and white promo, or you can subscribe to the ad-free archive on the website as well. Now some of you who are subscribers to Aftermath, Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero, will know that The Secret Teachings, you probably got that email blast, The Secret Teachings will officially become a part of Aftermath beginning next month in about a week. And I'm going to mention this on a few shows in the coming week to let you know that although The Secret Teachings will become a part of Aftermath in the sense that you will be able to subscribe to Clyde's show and also get my show, so we will be financed partly through that subscription, but you will also be able to subscribe just to my show on Aftermath. Or, if you've already subscribed to The Secret Teachings, And you already have a weekly, a monthly, a yearly subscription. You do not, in OT, need to cancel it. The deal that we worked out allows you as subscribers to The Secret Teachings to keep your subscription to the show. And I think it might even be like a teeny tiny bit cheaper if you keep your subscription to to The Secret Teachings here. But you're going to get a lot of extra stuff when you subscribe over on Aftermath. So it's really up to you. And uh, I hope that... You uh, take the time to look and make the decision uh, based on the information available. Don't just cancel your subscription because the show is, is not ending. Uh, that'll be starting March 1st. It will just The show will be available through Aftermath. So that's something to look forward to. If you have any questions about that, shoot me an email. And if it's a question I can't answer, I will shoot it over to Aftermath. rdgable at yahoo.com, tstradio at protonmail.com. Tonight I'm going to test your memory a little bit. I don't know if you remember last February that there was a big event that affected a lot of people in the United States. And it was not the quote-unquote invasion of Ukraine by Russian forces, which took place a year ago tomorrow, the 24th. Today is, of course, the 23rd, Thursday, February, 2023. Last year, and I saw this for myself when I went to some grocery stores in the area here in Tucson, there was a baby formula shortage. Now, we could sit here and have an entire show on baby formula. I have some very strong feelings about baby formula, about breastfeeding, and other similarly related things. But I'm not going to bore you with that tonight. I just want to know if you remember the baby formula shortage. You know, some women can't breastfeed or some women, a lot of women choose not to breastfeed. A lot of women choose not to breastfeed because it's just not a culturally acceptable or popular or trendy thing to do. We just assume they're going to, these babies are going to drink the formula. So there was a baby formula shortage and there were lots of reasons for this. There was a big plant that was shut down, supply chain issues, distribution issues, And of course, we found out that later on in the month of February, there was a large shipment of baby formula that you could not apparently get here in the United States. And that formula was sent to Ukraine to feed babies there because babies in America, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. Those babies don't matter because they are Americans. Only the Ukrainian babies matter. So if you don't don't remember this, this is a big thing. If you don't remember this, just type in, when did baby formula shortage start? And there's a series of pages uh, that you can find on the internet, PBS, not Wikipedia, but like PBS, um, uh, tons of websites, CNBC, Axios, even the CDC. There's a bunch of different websites that I guess you could say are our official sources of information that... Talk about the baby formula shortage. It was just a story yesterday about, or yesterday, the day before yesterday, from a couple of different sites talking about the anniversary of the baby formula shortage and how there is a new recall and a number. I think there is three, a number of different investigations into baby formulas. Now, you know, baby formulas have for many, many years been under investigation, or baby formula companies have been sued. For the arsenic or the lead in the formula. Things that, especially when a when a little tiny baby is just born, or is even a couple of months, even a couple of years old, you know, the the the, the blood-brain barrier, the, the the whole system from top to bottom of that child is not fully developed. So these heavy metals and a lot of other chemicals can really affect a child much more than they could affect an adult if an adult was to drink uh, the same product. I'm not saying it's not you know, dangerous to adults, but really for children, really for babies. So there's this baby formula shortage, and there's been issues with baby formula for a very long time. Uh, the U.S. is one of very few countries that has told the rest of the world that we should be on baby formula, not breastfeeding, and even ass-backwards third-world countries say, What? Why would we put our children on baby formula? Breast milk is essentially free. Nature provides it. So it's big business, of course. But the thing that gets me about the baby formula shortage is that it occurred in the month of February. And that's really, really significant. In fact, last year around this time, we talked about the invasion of Ukraine by Russian forces and some weird Synchromystical parallels that occurred at around the same time. For example, testing your memory here. Back in March of last year, this was about a week and a half, two weeks after the invasion, we did a show called The Holy Ghost of Kiev. And if you remember what the Ghost of Kiev is, it is a fighter pilot who reportedly shot down a large number of, of Russian planes, and they had murals of this ghost of Kiev. The ghost of Kiev was a ghost because, well, they, he or she, didn't physically exist. That's why I called them the Holy Ghost of Kiev. They don't actually exist. There is no ghost of Kiev. There's no Ukrainian fighter pilot that shot down a bunch of planes. It was all made up. Now, to be fair to the Ukrainians... Ukrainian people might realize that's just uh, a myth. They might realize that's just uh, a story that's supposed to rally their country around an invading force. Maybe some of them do believe it. I'm not Ukrainian. I've not been to Ukraine, so I don't know. But in America, we believe that the ghost of Kiev was a very real thing. CNN told us the ghost of Kiev shoots on another Russian fighter jet, another Russian killed by the ghost of Kiev. Not really, because it was all made up. It's all fiction. It does, didn't actually happen. Just like the Russian soldiers who supposedly were, um, well, there were Russian sol- There was the Snake Island event. There's so many of these fake stories. The Snake Island event where the Russian soldiers were going to kill these Ukrainians. And it turns out that, uh, well, they didn't do that. Those soldiers are still fine. Ukrainians were not killed. And the Snake Island story which the snake is also very important for tonight's show. The Snake Island story is actually another fake story from the war in Ukraine. So it's strange that you have all these mythical, and some of which even have this almost theological tone to them, that have poured out of this war. Um. And in fact, we've even had stories of people saying that they've they've encountered unidentified flying objects and strange bolts of lightning that have taken out Russian tanks. And you, you, you can believe or not believe any of this. It's, it really doesn't matter what you believe and doesn't really matter what I believe, uh, because what is happening there affects us here and it affects a lot of people everywhere. And it is a dangerous provocation that continues to be continues to be exacerbated. But the baby formula shortage and these mythical, mystical stories of stuff about like the ghost of Kiev, or, for example, here in the United States, that very week where Russia invaded Ukraine, there was a statue, this was in the news unrelated. There's a statue of Saint Michael the Archangel. Saint Michael the Archangel, who helps to slay the serpent, the great deceiver. And St. Michael the Archangel was bleeding. The statue was bleeding. This was a story out of Broomfield, Colorado. Seems completely unrelated. But you see that statue bleeding. Maybe it was ketchup. Sometimes statues do bleed. Sometimes statues weep. The weeping statues. A lot of times it can be explained with science, which even if you can explain it with science, um, it's still an omen. Even if you can explain it because paint is running or something, you know, the, the statue is it has a crack in it and it's collecting water and it starts to leak out of the eyes. It's still an omen. Wouldn't God work through his creation? So this statue is 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 bleeding from the head and it's dripping down the statue onto what St. Michael is slaying, the serpent, the dragon. And then we find out, if we're not worldly, that Kiev and all of Ukraine is actually protected by St. Michael, the archangel. St. Michael, we know, conquers the ancient serpent with a sword. St. Michael, like the black horse of the apocalypse, weighs our souls, like Anubis in the Hall of Judgment, during the final judgment, Saint Michael is also associated with the eastern wind. So, for us here in the states, it's Ukraine is very far east. I guess you could say it's west. We tend to think in an Easter, an easternly direction. And around the same time, this is kind of weird. Around the same time, in Japan, a one thousand year old volcanic rock was split, and that rock was not just a rock. It was believed to contain an ancient demon or daemon who took the form of a beautiful woman. And this creature was called Tamomo Nomai. Now, not so much in Japanese, but in Mandarin, Mo means demon or devil. This Tamomo Nomai was a demonic-like character. And it is the idea of the Mo, or the demon-devil, is the origin for the Momo legend. And Momo was a distorted-looking woman with chicken legs. And those chicken legs are, since medieval times, symbolic of the devil. They're also taken from the story of the Baba Yaga, or the Iron Woman, a female demon that creates chaos. And this story of the Baba Yaga, or the Iron Woman, is a Slavic myth... Found in many Slavic countries, and that creature is a creature that who did not that doesn't just hunt down you know children, but that creature in the woods, that old woman in the woods, the house with chicken legs. She sits out in fields, and when crops are cut down for the harvest, she gets really angry because those are her crops. So oftentimes, many countries. Farmers leave a little patch of of, uh, of, the, of the crops, the wheat or whatever it is, as an offering to the Baba Yaga or the Iron Woman. Some places they sprinkle blood onto the fields as an offering, both for regeneration and rebirth, you know, uh, basically so the field doesn't die, preserves it uh, in the wintertime or, or, or around the time of planting as well. So they leave a little patch for this, this Baba Yaga, or this Iron Woman, or they call her Vidma in Ukraine. And Vidma is a word, it's a name uh, that, according to folk belief in Ukraine, it's a woman who has these very magical powers and she intends to harm everybody people, animals, etc. Basically, the Vidma in Ukraine is attributed to countless evils witches, vampires, demons. Even natural things like hailstorms, drought, any kind of disease, crop failure, and also uh, shortages of milk, particularly in cows. She's usually a beautiful young woman, but also often appears as an old hag. If you ever saw the movie The Witch, you have this very old crone looking witch, but she has the power to appear as a young woman, and she tempts with her youthfulness. So some of these witches or demons or some of these diseases or natural disasters in Ukraine, according to Ukrainian mythology and folklore, uh, the word Vidma applies to all of them. That's V-I-D-M-A or V-I-D apostrophe M-A. Vidma. It applies to all of them. And again, Vidma is is an expression of bad or undesirable things happening. So that could mean war, that could mean a shortage of milk, right? So we had the baby formula shortage here in the States, but then we sent a lot of that formula over to Ukraine, maybe to appease the Vidma because they were having a shortage of the same things over there because our people don't matter, but the Ukrainian people do to our government. So keeping all this in mind, I want to turn your attention to the month of February where all of this took place last year and this year, where we have the anniversary of the invasion and we have the baby formula shortage, supposedly it has been fixed, but there's a lot of companies under investigation and there are recalls and there's still a lot of problems with the baby formula. But milk, whether that's breast milk, cow's milk, or even this fake milk and baby formula, milk is a, if you had to pick a substance, that was the essence of the month of February, you might be surprised to learn that milk is the substance. Milk is the nurturing substance, literally and symbolically, that nurtures and helps to bring life back to the world after the winter. February is a month that symbolizes the first movements in the womb of the earth, that life is there, life is present, life is going to be regenerated. Things are going to come back to life. The sun is going to get higher, the sun is going to get warmer, the sun is going to essentially get brighter and more powerful and stronger. And we're going to have all the ice and snow of hell melt. And we're going to get the springtime, and get rain and We can plant our crops, and things hopefully will be better for the coming year. That's what February represents, and the milk is the nurturing substance that nurtures the infant who is just about to come out of the womb as the sun is reborn here in just about two to three weeks. It's not just on the winter solstice. The sun has always really been born at the beginning of March, beginning to mid-March. This is what we call the spring equinox, and this is the white horse of the apocalypse conquering the pale horse, Chloros, bringing light and life and warm weather back to the world. Not everywhere in the world, but this is where the idea and the mythology comes from. So what we're looking at here is milk as a nurturing substance. We're looking at the ground thawing and the preparations for planting, so that there is a period of about nine, uh, nine months. This is the, the agricultural uh, uh, symbology. There's a period of about nine months until we, we, we have the final harvest of the year and the final feast or the, the last supper, if you will. There's the whole ana- uh, analogy there. So we have milk and we have fertility and we have the bringing of light and warmth back to the world. This is all of the stuff we get in February. And, of course, the name February is, is, is Latin. It comes from Februus. It's named after Faunus, the god of purification and fertility. The word February essentially means purging or purification. And the month is a time that we set aside for rituals of cleansing to protect the home and to protect the earth. And these rituals are intent on the encouragement of regeneration and fertility. Now, a Roman ceremony called Februa was held in mid-February to venerate the concepts embodied by this god, purification, regeneration, fertility, etc. From here, from this middle part of February or the whole month of February, springs forth the spring cleaning rituals that we still perform today. In Japan, they call them the bean-throwing festival of Setsubun, The intent of these traditions is to expel evil, whether that's in Rome or that's in Japan. It is the intent that we have to invite good fortune into our home by throwing, whether it's rice or beans or grains or salt in the home and sweeping them out or throwing them outside, chanting for the demons and the evil spirits to leave, etc., Now, there's a weird parallel here between this cleansing, purification right and the situation with Ukraine, NATO, and Russia. All the Ukrainians, at least the Ukrainian government, say they want is they want the Russians to leave. They're trying to purify their country of evil, right? That's the story that we all get on the surface. But globally, there's a parallel between February, the milk, the grain, the bringing of light and life back to the world, and, well, really the opposite of all of that. The so-called war in Ukraine, with all the money, all the destruction, all the death, all the supply chain issues and shortages due to war, all the money laundering and stuff like that, it's actually led to a shortage of grains, a shortage of formula, a shortage of money. It's the very opposite of these... Ritualized cleansing festivals. Whether they come from the far east. Or they come from uh, Europe. It's the opposite of these cleansing rituals. It's actually not purging and purifying. It's actually doing the opposite. It's inviting evil in. It's perverting. It's distorting. And it's cutting off the abundance. Especially as Americans that we're so used to. But generally around the world. Especially in in, in third world countries. Undeveloped countries that more people now are starving than has been recorded in in recent times. 100 million, the New York Times estimated, just from the pandemic alone, then lockdowns. Now the situation in Ukraine, because Ukraine is one of the largest agricultural exporters, as is Russia. And this whole conflict is creating an issue of fertility, regeneration, purification, purging, etc. Rather than being a cleansing festival, this is the opposite. This is a... A distorting, perverting, and filthifying, if you will, if I can make that word up. Uh, this dirties the name of February. Just like so many other conflicts and wars, significant dates and times are selected intentionally uh, because of the power that they have. And this is how, in the old world, you know, conflicts and battles would be waged, whether the stars told a general to initiate a combat or whether the leader of a country decided to go to war when the star is permitted or perhaps when uh, you know there was an omen that said we should or shouldn't do something as a country. This still happens today. So tonight on the show we're going to kind of explore the February ritual of purification and more so to the point February is a time of magical ritual a time of Magical ceremony in preparation for these things, but if you distort those purification rituals, those purging rituals, it becomes the opposite. It's a time for magical operations that draw on very, very dark forces. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, and there's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero.radio. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash teachings. Hey there, it's Ryan Gable. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on Ground Zero. Radio, I don't need it. and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player. I don't need but you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad-free archive with montages, digital books, and a private RSS feed. I definitely don't need it. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. I need it! Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy then why not check out the book occult arcana maybe you want to look at technology black goo ufos and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry check out the technological elixir or if that's not enough check out good philosophy all three of these books are available in soft cover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures, and even order yours today. It not only supports the Secret Teachings, but most importantly, it supports you. Broadcasting from somewhere between heaven, hell, and purgatory, it's The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Release the Kraken. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings, excellent shows with your host, Ryan Gable. Intelligent evil dust uh, scattered everywhere like like confetti. You know, the psychopath Henry Kissinger once said that if you control the oil, you control nations, and if you control the food, you control the people. The exact quote is control oil and you control nations, control food and you control the people. Last year, we discussed how Russia is the largest nitrogen fertilizer exporter in the world. You can look that up if you don't know it or don't believe me. And we looked at how there were restrictions placed on Russia and Russia placed their own restrictions on the West for the exportation of that fertilizer. Ukraine is the fourth largest exporter of grains, but they've also restricted exports of those grains because of war. And there have been, of course, restrictions imposed due to uh due to other more not so much war, but like political uh issues that are of course a part of war. Uh but when we think of we think of like uh they say war caused these issues. Well not not necessarily uh I mean it's because of war that they're choosing not to export as much because they're keeping it for their own people. It's just weird how we have to send all of our money and baby formula to places like Ukraine, but they just get to continue to, to keep all of, all of their food. While food prices here go up, they get uh, all of our stuff and they get to keep their own stuff. So it's, it's just like when we say that avian flu killed 52 million birds last year. Not really. Humans actually killed those birds because they were afraid of the flu. You know, or lockdowns. Lockdowns did this. No, humans did that by implementing lockdowns. But that's neither here nor there. The point is Russia is the largest nitrogen fertilizer exporter. Ukraine is the fourth largest grain exporter in the world. So a lot of food comes out of Ukraine, and a lot of food comes out of anywhere in the world because of Russia. So there's a conflict there that's obviously going to cause, just on the surface, that's going to cause... Slight shortages in very developed nations, but a lot of big shortages in smaller, undeveloped nations. It's going to cause a lot of people to have trouble paying for or have trouble accessing food. Now, this all began in the month of February last year. Tomorrow, the 24th, is the anniversary. Some of you listening right now, you're already in the anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, These conflicts... Between these nations, not just Ukraine and Russia, but surrounding countries, have been going on for, I'd say, hundreds of years. Uh, In the same way in the Middle East, they've been going on for hundreds of years. Conflicts between Muslims and Jews and Christians, etc. And between their own sects, uh, religious sects, etc. Within the Muslim world, etc. So none of this is new. A lot of people think, oh, it's a new war, it's new politics. It's not. It's just a continuation of what's happened for hundreds of years, whether it's there or in the Middle East, wherever it might be. And the whole world has to suffer the consequences as a result. So if we look at the month of February, this is something I don't think has been examined. February comes from Februs, and Februs is named after Faunus, the god of purification and fertility. The word for February means purging or purification. And the month is a time that we set aside for rituals of cleansing to protect the home and to protect the earth. We do this in America. We call it spring cleaning, which is a very cleansed version of the old practices in Europe. And the same practices also all throughout the Asian world. These are things humans have always done. They clean out the homes of physical things, of psychic energies, etc. There's a Roman ceremony, a Roman festival called Februa, F-E-B-R-U-A, and that was held in mid-February to venerate the concepts embodied by Faunus. And this is where we get the spring cleaning rituals. In, in Japan, they call this the bean-throwing festival of Setsubun. And so all these festivals are really to clean out physical things and to clean out psychic energy. They're about purifying. The month of February, which is a time that we set aside traditionally for magic, for ritual cleansing of physical and spiritual things, this is a month that is, if you had to choose, uh, I guess you could say ritual offerings to these gods or these goddesses of the month of February, you would choose milk and you would choose grain. You would choose milk and you would choose grain because milk is a nurturing substance, both literally and symbolically. Whether that comes from a cow, I wouldn't recommend drinking cow milk myself, but cows or it comes from a a human woman's breast, not from a man's breast. It's not chest feeding, it's breast feeding and don't have breasts unless they're extremely obese. That's just a fact of nature. Uh, Or maybe it comes from a coconut. You know, coconuts actually technically have milk. The milk industry doesn't like that, uh, but technically that's milk. Uh, even if you, in fact, if you cut certain vegetables and you see like a white milky substance come out of them, that is also technically milk. Milk is, it comes from a plant or it comes from a mammal. Um, and we we have, even if we don't drink cow's milk, we don't drink dairy. We, we drink milk if we eat vegetables. It's it's in the vegetables technically or coconut or whatever it is. So milk is a nurturing substance. Milk is built into nature, and it is a substance to help grow a little calf. It's a substance to help grow a little baby. Uh, the breast milk is its a powerful substance. In fact, Marina Abramovic, she uses milk with blood and semen, part of an Aleister Crowley-like ritual, to feed the spirits. Remember this? The spirit cooking, she uses breast milk, she uses blood. She might use cow's milk, but she uses milk, uh, blood, and she uses semen. Why would you use these three substances? To the average person, this is just gross. To an occultist, it might still be gross, but there's a deeper meaning to it. Because the breast milk, or the milk in general, is a nurturing substance, the blood is a force of life, And the semen is the seed of life. So you plant the seed, you nurture it, and then you give it life. Spirit cooking is really bringing the spirits to life and feeding them. You cook to feed yourself or others. You're feeding the spirits or you're painting the little tiny statue, kind of like a golem, in this substance. So... Considering that breast milk or any milk is a nurturing substance, it's very strange that last year, during this time, this is not only the anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine, this is the anniversary this month of the baby formula shortage. And although we probably should be feeding our babies breast milk if we can, baby formula is what a lot of people rely on to feed their babies. And there was a shortage of that milk. "Quote unquote milk." The reason that's significant is because February begins. February first is dedicated there's a number of different goddesses. Christians call it Candlemas. Others call it Imbolk or Februa. Februa, which is the spring cleaning purification festival. Uh, februa kind of is the the capstone to Imbolc. Imbolc is the first sign that winter is ending and that the spring is beginning. Therefore, February, the whole month, is considered the last month of winter in the Northern Hemisphere, officially. If you live up north, you get winter into March and April sometimes. But officially, February is really the last month of winter. Uh, Wiccans and others celebrate it under the names of Imbolc, again, Christians' Candlemas. Some just simply call it Brigid, the name of the goddess of fertility. She also goes by another name, Juno, which is also June, but Juno Suspita means the one savior. Like Jesus and the white horse, it saves us from the darkness. She saves us, he saves us, whoever saves us, from the darkness of winter, from the cold of winter, bringing back light and warmth to the world. The savior, the savior. A lot of this has to do with weather, changing of the seasons, nature, But we anthropomorphize it, we turn it into stories and myths and folklore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But in bulk, if you read anything about in bulk, pick up a book at a bookstore, go online and type in in bulk, you'll read about the significance of milk and in bulk. Milk is the most important nurturing substance that you can find in terms of ritual and tradition, et cetera whether it's Wiccanism or whatever, for the month of February. So if you have a baby formula shortage in the month of February, and that's in the news again this week, the baby formula shortage is supposedly over, but a bunch of formula companies are now under investigation, and it's a whole other kind of, of debacle. That's a really significant occult event that is happening a baby formula shortage in the month of February. Could have happened in January, could have happened in March. Obviously, things lead up to it. But February is when the formula shortage began last year. And the fact that we would send formula from the U.S. when we have a shortage either to Ukraine or we would send a lot of it got sent down to Mexico because Mexico needs it, Ukraine needs it, Americans don't need it, you know. And who relies on that? You know, more, more than others, I mean, st- statistically, it would be lower-income people that rely on formula, especially people that aren't as, aren't as educated and don't breastfeed, which is ironic because poorer people probably should breastfeed. it save you a lot of money, but it tends to go to people like that. And those people tend to be, in poorer communities, people that we see as minorities of the day. And so they're really affected by sending that formula to Mexico or Ukraine. So, so that's the first big idea. A formula shortage in February, the month of milk. That's really important. That's really significant. But again, February is also a month of purification and fertility, right? So last year we talked about, we did a couple of different shows. We talked about how if you go and look at, um, for, for example, if you go and look at that, maybe that weird symbol, that Z, that was on some of the Russian tanks, right? Uh, it was on communication trucks, rocket launchers, uh, Russian forces, tanks, etc. It was even worn by the Russian gymnast Ivan Kulak, uh, Kuliak, who was, I guess he had uh, faced disciplinary proceedings from the International Gymnastics Federation for displaying the Z while standing on a podium next to a Ukrainian rival. Now, the symbol, that Z symbol, uh, is likely not really a letter in the traditional sense because it's it's Z in the Russian acrylic alphabet. Uh, it's more, more so written like a three. Uh, but it's a symbol that's meant to convey an idea more so than an alphabetic sound or expression. And so we explored that last year on a couple of shows, uh, what it represents, what it symbolizes. We came to a few conclusions. I mean, the Z is... Um, part of, I mean, it's almost runic in nature, uh, and it has a a, a, a seagull, a zeagull, uh feel to it, which is a symbol of lightning, lightning quickness, a lightning quick invasion. Uh, it's the ruin symbol. Yes, it's like the SS. You put two together, you do get a swastika. Uh, it has a a cross-like feel to it. it. has a It's just a couple of. It's just a line that's broken in, into two pieces. Turned on its side, it's an N. You can do a lot with the symbol. But what exactly did this symbolize on all of these tanks? Maybe it, in all these communication vehicles, maybe it was just nothing. Maybe it was just a symbol. But when we explored this on the show, we kind of came to the conclusion that it had a lot to do with lightning and it had a lot to do with, with mythology uh, and gods, the lightning bolts of Zeus, uh, the controlling of storms by storm gods, etc. So we, we 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 took a look at that and we kind of explored what that meant. And alongside of that symbol, remember that black magic symbol that was painted onto some of the barracks in Ukraine? A lot of people point out that's, that's a symbol of black magic and witchcraft. And so all these weird stories about magic and ritual and these things out of... Out of Ukraine. Remember that we did a lot of shows on that, and we ended up coming to the conclusion that when you take into consideration the Z and all these, I mean, maybe it means nothing. But the media was really, really kind of obsessed with it. It was all over the news. What does this mean? Is it black magic? Is it some kind of ritual ceremony? Ceremony being performed? Some kind of ritual? Whatever. But when you get into the core of what those symbols represent they end up being agricultural symbols and so we were talking about you know and the z is like a zigzag it's the cutting of something we kind of looked at the idea since ukraine is one of the largest grain exporters in the world uh, that it's almost like there's a a cuz it's you know it's happening as we we approach the the springtime and the planting season etc that if you can cut off the head of the king in the spring rather than in the fall, then you can create a condition that leads to starvation. And if you don't know what I mean by that, uh, there's the ritual killing of the king. It's the decapitation of the king in the fall, judgment months. And this is when you go out and you gather the, the final harvest. You have a last supper. You eat the body of Christ. You drink his blood. Decapitate the king, the beheading of the king. This is like the JFK assassination, the time period that occurred. Uh, it's, it's, It's ritual and it's agricultural regenerative fertility ritual. Okay, So if you do that, not in the fall time, but if you decapitate a large grain producer and a large fertilizer exporter in the springtime when you plant things, then you're looking to have starvation and shortages as the year progresses, rather than an abundance that you would have if you decapitate the king in the fall months. This is all very basic, standard folklore mythology. It comes out of Egypt. It's out comes out of the East. It's all over the world, uh, South and Central America, North America. You know, there's the, the corn mother. It's all very, very similar all over the world. Because humans had to eat, so we developed very similar myths. And there could have been an interconnected, uh, at least a culturally interconnected uh, 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 series of, um, let's call them societies, uh, maybe not one large civilization, but a series of societies that communicated with one another. We know that the Egyptians sailed the oceans. We know that the, the, the Joman sailed the oceans of Japan all over the world. So you get this similar similar traditions. Decapitate the king in the spring. And you get shortages and you get, in modern modern terms, you get price hikes and you get, um, you get a lot of people that starve to death or people that are on the brink of starving to death. So in exploring all of that last year, you look at what's happened over, over the last year because the anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine is, is tomorrow. And this month is the anniversary of the baby formula shortage. So you have a shortage of milk. And then you have the decapitation of large grain and fertilizer exporters. And decapitation just means being cut off, right? So that could mean a, a ban on importation, a ban on exportation. Uh, that could be because they need to keep the the, the, the food for themselves because of war. Uh, or it could mean they just don't want to sell or export to other countries, which that isn't even always technically true. The U.S. supposedly banned all these Russian energy imports and it just it didn't include agreed upon imports which are like 90% of the imports so so the whole gas shortage thing or you know gas price hikes it wasn't putin's war it was it really was big corporations that were taking advantage and whether it was could have been a republican president a democratic president doesn't really matter they're all the same for the most part and joe biden helped these big corporations make uh, ungodly amounts of money so did Donald Trump, for the most part, so did most governors, shutting down businesses but allowing big multinational corporations to stay open. That helped big corporations, big oil, big gas, that so helped them to make obscene profits. It's not just greed in the capitalist sense. It's it's one interconnected system of government, corporations, and banks all working together. This is how the IMF works to overthrow nations and, and gather up all their resources. Similar kind of a thing is happening in Ukraine, except... Instead of Ukraine being, being like a South American country being overthrown and the resources being taken out of Ukraine, all the resources are being dumped into Ukraine. It's kind of a reversal uh, of the economic hitman thing of, of, of Mr. Perkins, and we've had him on the show before, uh, and the IMF uh, loan scam that they run on a lot of developing nations. And then we're told the leaders are dictators if they don't play along. So what we have is the shortage of milk, And we have the decapitation of the king in the spring rather than the fall. And we have shortages of a lot of things, right? And prices that go up. And in America, it's hard to kind of grasp this because we have so much wealth and abundance. We don't really know what it's like to really have to kind of uh, scramble to find food. We just don't really know here in the States. But around the world, other countries are suffering immensely because of, of of the situation in Ukraine and uh, not just the situation there but you know other um, activist groups in Europe uh, the farmers in uh, it was the Netherlands uh, farms being forced to, to shut down uh, China and other well philanthropists like Bill Gates buying up a tremendous amount of farmland and of course as I've pointed out in the recent shows you have, Everything from power plants being attacked on the East Coast to the Pacific Northwest, from salad to potatoes to oil to fruit. So fruits and vegetables, oil, potatoes, you name it. Facilities exploding or going up in flames or being hit by planes. You have what seems like a failure of infrastructure here in the United States with trains and with planes because most airlines now are focused on equity. But all that Build Back Better money was apparently meant to build back Ukraine. It wasn't meant to build back the United States. They forgot to tell you that or you just didn't read the fine print when you signed off on it because it was very liberal. And this is a very similar thing with the the Bush administration, right? They told you, we're going to go fight the terrorists and we're going to spread democracy. And they were, they were telling the truth. Democracy in the sense of a mob rule dictating to everybody else how they're going to live their lives. And that's what the Bush administration did to us. And that's what they did to the people of the Middle East. For the most part, creating terrorists and creating a conflict that would grow and expand and lead us to our current situation where we're not even concerned about Middle Eastern terrorism anymore. We've stolen enough resources there. Uh, Now we're focused on other countries and dumping resources into those countries because of blackmail or they're trying to create the eschaton. I I don't know what's going on, but it does feel very apocalyptic in nature. You know, the red war horse, the black famine horse, the pale yellow death horse, and the white conquest horse. You know, that movie I I talked about the um, knock at the cabin and I mean the, 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 the train wreck in Ohio happened the day that movie came out, the toxic chemicals making everybody sick. So you get the kind of this plague and that's going to become a much bigger issue in the coming weeks and months and years as well. Uh, you get planes falling out of the sky in the movie and that's happening in real life. And also planes almost running into each other, infrastructure crumbling. You get this massive earthquake in Turkey, earthquakes, one of the, the plagues in the movie, uh, and then, of course, fires, which have not only engulfed all these, you know, industrial plants, they've also engulfed sustainable energy plants recently, metal factories in Ohio. I mean, this is a lot of stuff coming down at once. That feels like industrial sabotage. And instead of building it back better, we're going to build back another country, quote, better. Like the Carlisle Group, which was Bush family and Bin Laden family, and the Bush family... Blew things up, and then the Bin Laden family. To keep things very simple, rebuilt those things. They worked together, the Bushes and the Bin Ladens. Most people don't know that. Type in Carlisle Group, and you can you can read all about this big defense contractor that was like in the top ten, but very low on the list. And then after nine eleven, and after the invasion of of Iraq, uh, suddenly they jumped into like the top three or top two or something. They were like number two or number three overall they were the Bushes and the Bin Ladens working together. It's a scam, just like Ukraine today. So again, you got the milk shortage, you got the grain shortage, the food shortage. And all of these things occurring, You know, this is the anniversary of that invasion in February. February is traditionally a month of nurturing, a month of regeneration, a month of rebirth, a month of, of light and warmth. And if the entirety of the world has their attention focused on war and chaos and destruction and shortages of this or shortages of that and the crumbling infrastructure and the dumping of just blatantly dumping your future into a foreign country run by real Nazis, then our energy is not ritualistically focused on cleansing our homes, or cleansing our minds, or cleansing our country. Our attention is focused on doing the same for a foreign country, a country that is protected by St. Michael the Archangel. And St. Michael the Archangel is a big, powerful symbol of the sun, fire. And we're afraid of nuclear war, nuclear holocaust and there's biblical feelings and undertones and overtones to this then we're really not purifying or cleansing anything we're taking a month of purification and cleansing and once again we're inverting it and distorting it we're not purifying anything we're making things more perverse and more dirty we're not resurrecting or regenerating anything we're doing the opposite we're killing things and destroying things and letting things crumble and fall apart. We're not performing rituals to protect the earth or protect our homes or cleanse our homes. We're performing rituals to destroy our homes and to bring evil into our minds and into our sacred spaces. I think that's what's really going on with the situation in Ukraine. Be a lot more after this break on February, February, the month of cleansing, Brigid, Oya, Saint Agatha, the sacredness of milk, the protection of mothers and the the divine, uh, the sacredness. And what is the Vidma, the witch, the sorceress, the evil, the evil uh, in Ukraine? That is the Vidma. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'll tell you more about the Vidma and all of this. Valentine's Day, Lupercalia Imbolc, When we come back from break, don't go anywhere. From the occult and theology to history and the paranormal, The Secret Teachings Radio Show brings you that and more Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email Ryan at rdgable If you're looking to learn more in 2023, then look no further than books from The Secret Teachings, The technological elixir explores UFOs, artificial intelligence, and demonic contracts in the entertainment industry. Liberty Shrugged is an illuminating and nonpartisan look into American history, focusing on natural law, slavery, and the war for independence. Food philosophy is not a diet book, but it does help alleviate confusion over food industry propaganda, with specific focus on bizarre ingredients that are put into your foods. And Occult Arcana is a compendium of esoteric wisdom from theology and sympathetic magic to Witchcraft, Voodoo, and the Origins of Holidays. Get physical and digital copies of these books only at www.thesecretteachings.info And remember, all physical books also come with a digital copy as well. This is one of the best discussions I've been on in a long time. You guys are right on it. Howdy, this is Joe Mars, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. You know you can always listen to The Secret Teachings Monday through Friday on GroundZero.Radio and for free in the monetized archives on our website or on any radio or podcast player but you can also help support the show by subscribing to the ad free archive with montages digital books and a private RSS feed just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and subscribe today. Your support economically and energetically will keep us on air into the future. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Laura. I'm from Las Vegas and I listen to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable because he never fails to provide us with great information from various topics on which he's done extensive and thorough research to back them. Thank you for all that you do and all your hard work, Ryan, and thank you for sharing it with the rest of us. This is David I, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan. Why else would you show up with that thing on your back just three days before President Business is going to use the crackle to end the world? President Business is going to end the world? But he's such a good guy. And Octan, they make good stuff. Music, dairy products, coffee, TV shows, surveillance systems, all history books, voting machines. Wait a minute. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. Think about your hero, when you're at Ground Zero, and crawl up through the fall, of back to me. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. Hi, it's David Childress from Ancient Aliens, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Are listening to the Secret Teachings Radio. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. If you're just joining us, welcome to the broadcast, Ground Zero Radio, or maybe you're listening in the free archives. Anywhere you can listen to radio shows or podcasts, just type in the Secret Teachings or visit www.thesecretteachings.info. Please subscribe to our show. Please grab a copy of one of my books. It's all on the website. You can also contact me at rdgable at yahoo.com. So tonight, rather than just kind of recapping in a very stale manner all the geopolitical conflicts and all the really mundane political stuff, I mean politics does mean politics, many ticks, many bloodsuckers, but rather than going into the explicit mundane political details, I wanted to discuss what the month of February actually is. It's not just the anniversary now of the war in Ukraine. And I I almost find it, you know, kind of ironic that, you know, the people that really are cheering for the war in Ukraine or cheering, whatever they're cheering, I don't know what they're cheering for this, whatever, whatever the president says, he's, he cares about equity. So whatever he says, I find it kind of ironic because like, isn't February black history month? Isn't February supposed to be dedicated to, like, black people? And yet, it's more so, at least in the in popular culture the last year, it's like February was the the unholy day of the invasion of Ukraine. It's really about Russia and Ukraine. It's not even about Black History Month anymore. I think tomorrow is also, for those of you who are interested in funny little holidays, I think tomorrow is National Tortilla Chip Day. Tortilla, tortilla, tortilla. A chip Day, I think. I think I read that. I don't, really, I don't really. pay attention to stuff like that. But I read it was like National Something Chip Day, or I think it's. I know. I know February twenty fourth is uh, National Flag Day in Mexico. I know that. So February twenty fourth, though, it's almost like nine eleven. It's it's this ritualistic holiday or unholy, holy, ho- holy, unholy day. It's not even Black History Month. It's it's Russia's. War month now. It's Ukraine is suffering month now. We give them everything, right? So I was thinking that since February is the month of ritualized purification, purging, ceremonial cleansing. I mean, this is what February is. The month begins with Imbolc. Imbolc is the midpoint between Yule, the winter solstice, and Ostara or Iostra, Easter, Ishtar, the spring equinox. So the spring equinox, which is the white horse of the apocalypse conquering the pale horse or conquering alongside the pale horse, conquering the darkness and conquering the cold, which is hell. Read Dante's Inferno. Uh, Inferno, it's Canto 33, 34, I think. Uh, The Ice Palace. Or you can read my book, Occult Arcana, available at thesecretteachings.info. Ostara is our Easter. And this is, you know, the eggs and bringing, bringing light and, and and warmth back to the world. But Imbolc, also known by the Christians as Candlemas, is a time in which we celebrate purification and cleansing. It feels really good to clean and to purify your space. Not just like feng shui, but like, you know, organizing things. Cleaning things up. It's not just magical. It's not just mythological with festivals like Lupercalia in Rome. It's also psychological. What's that's like the the first rule of Jordan Peterson, you know, the psychologist is clean your room. You know, it's it cleanses the space. It cleanses your mind. So it's not just magical. It's also very hard psychological, scientific fact. Clean your space. You'll probably be able to think uh and um Think more clearly, think more coherently. So it's a month of purging. It's a month of purification. It's a month of uh, ritual to protect the home, to cleanse the home, to protect the body, to cleanse the body, to protect the mind, to cleanse the mind. February encourages regeneration and fertility. Technically, February is well, the end of February, is the last month of winter in uh, the Northern Hemisphere. And some of the more common symbols of February, the month begins with Imbolc, which is the, technically it's the first and second of February. It is a time in which we offer sacred cakes or breads to the goddess or to the saint. Brigid, for example, uh, the Christians might call her Saint Brigid. Three days after Imbolc is Saint Agatha, the celebration of St. Agatha, that is on the 5th of February. Uh, You also get uh, Oya, uh, Juno named uh, in many different ways. Juno is June, but Juno Februa or Juno Sospita, which is the one savior saving us like Jesus from the darkness, from the cold. Milk is sacred. Certain animals begin to lactate. At the beginning of February, I don't know the history of that. I'm not a veterinarian, but I know that in most symbol books and books on witchcraft, they talk about certain animals that begin to lactate in uh, February, and uh, the milk is very sacred. Uh, February is a month of protecting, which is why Juno sort of presides over February, because Juno is a goddess of protection for mothers, expectant mothers uh, to be mothers, uh, and, of course, of women who have already had children. So a lot of, it, this is what's weird to me. You get a month that is about cleansing and purification. It's about beginning anew. It's about magical preparation for the new year. Because the sun comes back. So the new year is like, you know, around March, March 1st of February. And it's about milk, which is purifying. It's about protection of the divine feminine, the sacred, offering her bread, offering her or little cakes like hot cross buns you know hot cross buns hot cross buns it's a little cross on the buns it's christian it's also the the bridged cross which is made out of like uh you know could you could make it out of a lot of things you can get out of, of of tall grass you could make it out of uh corn husks but you make this little brigid cross it has a very native american feel to it uh it's more european uh, but the indigenous people there, they they made these little crosses out of, out of crops. And uh, those crosses, like the Christian cross, were symbols of protection. Uh, offerings to Brigid, offer her bread, candles, warmth and light, and milk. So you, you put all this together, you got milk, you got grain, you got crosses for protection. I can't help but think that in Ukraine which now we know February, February 24th, the, the the invasion of Ukraine, the anniversary of Ukraine. What do you have there in, in Ukraine? You've got one of the largest grain exporters in the world, a country that is literally protected not only by the trident, but protected by the cross. Saint Michael the Archangel is the protector of not only Kiev, but also the entire country of Ukraine. And... We had a baby formula shortage here in the States and other places around the world. They had some issues with that, too. And so we sent a lot of our formula not only down to Mexico, but we sent it over to Ukraine. So milk shortage, grain or food shortage, and a country protected by crosses. There's a, a feeling of imbulk or Februa with what's happening in Ukraine, except it's kind of reversed or inverted because it's not so much about purification and ritual to to cleanse and to to regenerate and prepare for the new year. It's kind of the opposite. The so-called war in Ukraine has done nothing but cause death and destruction, chaos, suffering, etc. Additional shortages that compound lockdowns, which were human decisions, not because of a virus. I mean, you just see it. If you go back a couple of years you just you, you know you probably know the the pattern here you know the, the the chronology of this you know lockdowns and shutting businesses down some businesses shut down voluntarily that had been in business for 15 20 years because they just wanted to take the money and 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 run they apparently didn't care much about their business or they saw it as an opportunity to just not have to work anymore just take the covid money There was so much fraud committed with that, just paying people off to shut their businesses down. And this largely happened in uh, pretty much every state minus like South Dakota, Florida, and a a handful of others. They were mostly right-leaning states, but a lot of right-leaning states also shut down. And they helped big corporations like Walmart make massive profits. So maybe the the deal is we allow well, yeah, you make these profits, we shut down your competition, and then you let people rob your stores in the name of equity. Maybe that's where Target lost four hundred million dollars last year, and they just don't care apparently, at least on the surface, because it's equity and ESGs. So here here's here's the strange thing. You follow this chronology, all of that created uh, a, a a cultivated a situation in which we had less uh, product to go around. Prices went up. We had more devaluation of currency, inflation. They said inflation's apparently not a real thing. That's made-up thing that Republicans made up. I, I don't know. I studied a little bit of economics. I think inflation's a real thing. And then it just kind of led to more supply chain shortages. The UN said more people are going to starve to death because of lockdowns. Some parts of the world, including China, parts of Africa, are still right now, February 23rd, Thursday, 2023, still locked down to some extent should be proud to be an american even under the circumstances or or proud to live wherever you are if you don't have to live in those conditions and then things got you know got steadily worse and when it seemed like things were going to get better suddenly we started having food manufacturers and food processing facilities potatoes fruits vegetables oils vinegars honey you name it explode go up in flames or planes hit them we saw renewable energy plants recently catch on fire Metal facilities, catch-on-fire, explode, start raining molten metal down from the sky. We saw power plants attacked. And it's now official that these are not common things that happen all the time in successive order. This is akin to sabotage. And where is the money to fix the plane issues or the train issues or any other infrastructure issues, bridges, tunnels, you name it? roads, it's all over in Ukraine. That, that's what they were going to build back better. I mean, Ukraine is to the Biden administration what Iraq was to the Bush administration. And just like with Bush or the Bushes and the Bin Ladens and the Carlisle group, it's basically BlackRock and some defense contractors and the Bidens and Zelensky. I mean, Zelensky is just like a more friendly version of Bin Laden. Although Bin Laden worked for the U.S. government too, so it's just another shakedown. That's all that it is. Except it's a naked shakedown now. It's a naked shakedown. They don't. The emperor has had no clothes for a while. The emperor doesn't even have a brain. Okay, the emperor has no brain. It's a, it's supposed to make you infuriated to watch your country, to watch the world seemingly crumble. Because of man-made decisions on things that, you know, we've never acted like that because of a virus before. Why, why are we doing this now? Since when do we just hand other countries in very questionable situations that much money? I mean, the only country I can think of is Israel. We give them billions of dollars. I mean, we, we pay a lot of money for, you know, military occupation around the world, but... Why Ukraine? Could it be because the president's business dealings there or it can't just be that there has to be some other reason. And like everything else as the situation compounds with the so-called war in Ukraine and Russia and the, the West, at least the big businesses are, are, are still cooperating, you know, the, all the agreed upon oil and energy that still comes into the country. But the same people that help big corporations make all this money, help big oil and big gas make all this money too. big record profits. And, and for the record, I, I would probably consider myself a capitalist to some extent, by some definition, and I still disagree with with those oil companies and gas companies and big corporations because they were allowed to make all that money by both Democrats and Republicans. It's just one big orgy, uh, one big ancestral relationship, you know, government and corporate. They're in bed with each other. And liberals used to care about that, but apparently not anymore. They used to care about war, too, but apparently they like this this war in Ukraine. So you follow that chronology. You get the baby formula shortages last year, the invasion. You get the cutting off of exports of Russia's, the largest exporter of nitrogen fertilizers and other fertilizers. You get Dutch farmers or Dutch farmers that were um, shut down. Their farms were shut down or government regulation shut their farms down. They had their farms confiscated, or at least the government's trying to confiscate those farms. And this creates more shortages, or at least the perception of shortages, I think there's probably plenty of food in the world. Perception, at least, is is a powerful thing. You, the perception of shortages and uh, created the conditions for what feels like, although I don't think it is this, but what feels like, almost almost like the collapse. It's like the collapse of civilization and like it's being encouraged. So you see, instead of encouraging... I don't know, encouraging regrowth, regeneration, fertility. We're encouraging the opposite. We're encouraging like destruction. We're encouraging uh, chaos. We're encouraging um, decay. It's the opposite. We're not cleansing. We're not purifying. We're making things look ugly and gross and dirty. And, 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 and that includes not just physical things, but you know we're not encouraging the cleansing of the soul or the body. We're perverting that even more, perverting the body, distorting the body, cutting the body to pieces, etc. We're doing really unholy things at the body shop here, if you will. And these, the, all these things, the, the ugliness, the grossness, the dirtiness, the encouraging, encouraging of destruction and chaos and decay, all of these things can be summed up in Ukrainian folklore. Under the name of the Vidma. The Vidma is a witch. The Vidma is a vampire. The Vidma is drought. The Vidma is a lack of milk. A lack of food. The Vidma is hailstorms. And general you know, weather. It's the Vidma is disease. The Vidma is a lot of things. And the Vidma. Is kind of like the Baba Yaga. The Vidma is kind of like the Tomomo Namai. And the Vidma is kind of a, a a a combination of everything that is evil and unclean and impure embodied in, in in one spiritual essence. And that's that's the Ukrainian lore of the vidma. And it seems like that's what we're feeding. It seems like that's where we've focused all of our attention. It's like we're feeding some kind of demonic spirit or and it's like the the, the people in charge know it, but it has such a power over them that they just they can't even pretend to care about what is right or do what is right they just have to nakedly pervert and nakedly distort and na- and nakedly like brazenly show you that they don't care the emperor doesn't just have no clothes the emperor is in bed naked with the vidma if you will it's a dirty little succubus or incubus succubus and incubus The succubus is female, the incubus is male. It's a a little bit of both. And you follow that chronology of all the shortages and all the problems. Imagine how many people have died in places where you've never been, never will go. Millions and millions of people. Also, uh, deaths from unknown sources from Australia to the United States. It's not just statistical anomalies or statistical manipulation. Some of it could be. A lot of it is people are just literally dropping dead. It's almost like a rapture kind of a feeling to it. And when you think about, I I mentioned the milk and the grain and the crosses, and you look at, you know, Ukraine is is protected by St. Michael the Archangel. You know, just like the vices and virtues, you know, the Archangels have, uh, I guess you could call them kind of like, you know, like uh, demonic counterparts. Demonic counterparts. And St. Michael's a very powerful archangel. So his opposite would be a very, very powerful demon. We'll call it for tonight's show the Vidma. St. Michael's not protecting Ukraine. They're not worshipping St. Michael. They're not praying. I mean, the average person might be. The government's not. The corporations are not. Our country's not. We're feeding the Vidma. We're feeding the Vidma our future, we're feeding it our resources, we're feeding it everything. We are spirit cooking with the Vidma. I mean, the fascination that people have with, uh, with Ukraine is fetish-like. It really is fetish-like. And that, I would call that the sperm. And all the money we give to it is like the nurturing milk. That's that's all the the, the money we're feeding into this Vidma. And then you got the sperm, you got the milk, you just need the blood. And that would be the war itself. The blood of war, or you may have seen the videos because they're such nice people. The Ukrainian soldiers or some of the Azov people, I did a show called Lying Their Azov, A-Z-O-V, Lying Their Azov they actually literally it's on film you can watch the they're proud of it they dig holes and they put their gods in the holes and then they cut themselves and they bleed into the the soil uh blood in soil blood in earth blood in dirt does that ring a bell does that sound familiar to anybody that's that that was literally like an an, an ss nazi not just I don't want to say Germany. I don't want to defame Germany, but it was a Nazi uh, or an occult Nazi thing. The blood and soil, spilling your blood to protect, you know, the fatherland. Um, or I, I can't remember the exact name. It's like Blut und blood and something. Um, it was blood and honor. I forget the word, the German word for honor. But I actually have. Don't tell anybody. I actually have a replica Hitler Youth knife. And the knife actually has carved into it uh blood and honor, but in German it's blut und something. I forget the name for for honor or the word for honor. Uh, blood and honor. That was on even the youth knives. Blood and honor, blood and soil, protecting the country with the with blood. It's not just Germany, not just not 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 just Nazis, but Nazis kind of popularized that idea. And this is what the Ukrainian soldiers do. This is what the the, the mercenaries do. They cut themselves and bleed into the ground on their Statues of their gods. That's the blood of war. That's the sperm, the milk, and the blood. That's the spirit cooking ritual, ladies and gentlemen. That's what they're doing in Ukraine. When they cut off food, whether it's real or not, there's plenty of food in the world to go around, even under these conditions. Okay, We have billions of people more today than we did in the 1950s, and we have more food available today than we did in the 1950s. So we've learned to adapt and we have a lot of food and plastic is also a part of that. Plastic helps to preserve food. If it wouldn't be for plastic, there'd be a lot more starvation in the world. But nobody wants to talk about that either. I'm not saying plastic's a good thing, throw it in the river, but plastic is, is, a, is a thing we should look at more objectively. So when you cut off, whether it's perceptually or otherwise, it's literal, when you have prices and you have shortages, real or otherwise, of food... You have milk shortages, and all this really begins in terms of the war in Ukraine, the milk shortage and the ex- the exacerbation of food shortages and costs, and Ukraine, one of the largest grain exporters, Russia, one of the largest fertilizer or the largest fertilizer exporter. You get this weird feeling if you're an occultist because you recognize that this month of February, it's not just Black History Month or uh, Mexican Flag Day or Tortilla Day, uh, Tortilla Chip Day, I think it is, uh, February 24th. And it's not just the anniversary of the invasion. It's this 9-11-like Patriot Day holiday. But it's also the month of bulk, the month of milk, the month of grain, the month of crosses, or the month of baby formula shortages, the month of additional food shortages, the month of, oh, look, St. Michael the Archangel protecting Ukraine, with a sword and a cross, and this weird fetishization, this fascination, this sexualization of Ukraine—it's very weird. I actually read this thing that you're gonna you probably don't believe me, but look this up. I read this thing, and I—I I can't remember exactly where I read it, but it was something about. Remember that Miss Ukraine, and she there was pictures of Miss Ukraine or something on the internet, and she was like, "I'm gonna fight off the Russians with this gun." But it was like an airsoft gun or a paintball gun or something. Uh, just totally fake. And then you also had that weird pageant a couple of weeks ago where you had this woman with the unfolding wings and she was St. Michael the Archangel. She's empowered to fight the Russians. Good, put her on the front lines. Let her fight the Russians, as far as I'm concerned. So just a, it's just pageantry. It's a joke. But it's a weird thing. Um, all those women's marches, or the women's marches, the pink hats, um, during that time... I remember Pornhub, you know the porn website, probably the, the worst porn site on the internet in terms of like the human trafficking and all that. But Pornhub's um, viewership declined steeply during the women's marches. I don't know if you remember that. Someone called me a misogynist for, for commenting on that. Well, it's kind of the same weird thing with Ukraine. Like w- There's this fetish, fetishizing of Ukraine where Pornhub and these other websites, what was trending on them was like Ukrainian women <laughs> having sex. So there was a literal sexual fetishizing of Ukraine. That's really, really weird and degrading. And I can't help but think that the only person masturbating to that is some weird liberal in a mask in their basement. Like, yeah, Ukrainian girls, yeah. So that's the sperm aspect of this, right? And then the, the, the money we pour into this is the nurturing substance, the milk, And then the blood and soil rituals of the Azov Battalion, which, by the way, real Nazis in our actual real capital. That actually happened. That was real. And then the blood of war itself, uh, these things literally and symbolically. And that's the spirit cooking. So what spirit are they cooking for? What are they cooking? What are they cooking for? Probably the Vidma, the witch vampire, the incubus, the succubus, the Tomomo, nomai, the Baba Yaga, the Iron Woman in the field. Instead of protecting mothers, remember last February? The milk shortage or the shortage of uh, uh, of, of, of baby formula? And what do we have this year around the same time? We have an egg shortage, milk, eggs. Motherly, feminine. Who who, who does Juno or Juno Februa protect? Who does Bridget protect? Who does St. Agatha protect? Who does Uya protect? Who does the Savior protect in bulk? Juno Sospito. She protects mothers. And at the core of this... All the, the, the policies for this kind of thing, like the, the number one policy, I think, outside of handing Ukraine more money, has been abortion. So we're not protecting mothers. We have egg shortages, milk shortages, grain shortages. We have this sexual fetishizing of Ukraine. We have nurtured, the nurturing of, of, of Ukraine with money. We have the blood of war and the blood of the Azov Battalion. And we're not cleansing, we're purifying, we're making ugly, we're making gross, we're making destruction, we're making chaos, we're making decay. It's like they're taking bulk. they're taking Brigid, they're taking the purifying of the month of February and inverting it and distorting it, which is even doubly disturbing because it's also Black History Month. They're feeding the Vidma. These are very evil people. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please subscribe to our archive. Please grab a copy of one of my books, thesecretteachings.info. There's more after this. Don't go anywhere. It's 2023, the year of the rabbit, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero.radio. Want to hear more of the Secret Teachings radio show? Search for the show on any radio or podcast player or find links and a free archive at thesecretteachings.info. If you want to get rid of those annoying ads and get extra perks like access to the montage archive, digital copies of Ryan's books, and early access to the show, then subscribe to the full show archive at thesecretteachings.info. Visit the website and click the button that says subscribe you can do so monthly yearly or through a one-time donation your support always keeps the secret teachings on the air you could listen to this and again you know people say david has no evidence david has no evidence This is David John Oates from ReverseSpeech.com. You are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is the frequency of The Secret Teachings on Ground Zero Radio. February is the month of cleansing and purification of the body of the mind of the home of your country. Cleansing, purification, the encouragement of regeneration and fertility. If you were to take the month of February and to do ugly, gross, dirty, destructive, chaotic and decaying, degenerating things, you would be distorting this sacred time to honor, worship, pay respects, etc., to something other than purity, something other than cleanliness, something other than the beautiful things of the world. Instead of paying your respects to Brigid or St. Agatha or St. Brigid, the Christianized version, or Juno Februa, Faunus, etc., Paying your respects to the changing of the seasons, the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, in bulk, the beginning of February. Or Valentine's Day, or Lupercalia, which is a Roman Valentine's Day, focused on the blood of the dog or the goat, and the whipping of women with those goat strips. Supposed to be a symbol of fertility to help women become fertile. Help crops be fertile. They would whip the crops as well. It was a gentle whipping. It was symbolic. The sacrifice of, of an animal. And the Romans used to perform. The wolf was very sacred. The wolf is thought even in, in I mean, everywhere you go, really, the, uh, Russia, uh, all over Europe, it's, it's a symbol of fertility. And that's really what February is all about. February is a time of ritual cleansing. One of the ways that you celebrate this ritual cleansing is not only cleaning out your home or your mental space. It's also providing milk, grains in the form of, could be cakes or breads or hot cross buns because the cross of Bridget, St. Bridget, And crosses in general, make crosses, you braid crosses, you could do it out of, I guess you could do it out of anything really. You could do it out of hair, you could do it out of. Corn husks, you could do it out of any kind of really any kind of grain, any kind of grass, any, anything like that. So milk, grain, and crosses are really important. I don't know if you remember, if you're just joining us, you will remember because or you won't I don't know if you remember, but if you're I say if you're not just excuse me, if you're not joining us right now, if you've been listening to the whole show, you'll know that last year we had a milk or a formula shortage in the United States. This year we have an egg shortage. In the United States and around the world, and February is the month of protection offered not only to, to nature in the form of like agriculture, like think of Demeter in Greece, agricultural goddess, uh, and her daughter Persephone who was kidnapped by Hades to the, taken to the underworld. It's also protection for actual mothers or the concept of of motherhood and femininity and birth and you know things like this. And so the mother, you know, could be symbolized by the breast milk, the egg shortage. And if you get a milk shortage and an egg shortage in the month of February or around the month of February, that's a really, really bad omen. That's a really, really bad sign. You you, you can combine that with what we discussed last year when Russia initially invaded Ukraine, and that is since Russia is one of the, or if not the sole, uh, the sole largest uh, exporter of certain fertilizers, but Ukraine's one of the largest grain exporters in the world. Then we have the, the the Dutch farmers having their farms shut down and fires and explosions here in the United States. You know, just the crumbling of infrastructure mixed with the sabotage of industry. You have the cutting off of the head of the king in the springtime. Normally, the king is killed in the in the fall. You have the Last Supper of Christ. You have the the honoring and the, the paying of respects to the crops. And in, in the crops, a lot of countries, they still still do this, probably small farms. They leave a little bit of the corn or the wheat or whatever it is in the field, a little patch of it, because that is meant to appease the Iron Woman, which is more of a Slavic myth, uh, or the Baba Yaga, which is Slavic. And uh, I guess it, it filters more into, it gets into Europe. I mean, we, we even have... Similar stories in the in the United States, uh, you know, uh, Mexico has similar stories, really the same kind of an idea all over the world. But the Baba Yaga is pretty famous. There's actually a movie coming out called Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga is basically the Momo. The Baba Yaga is basically the devil. The Baba Yaga is uh, is a um, is a character kind of like the woman in the woods, you know, the uh, uh, like a Hansel and Gretel or they had to change it for the movie. Hansel had to come second Gretel and Hansel because of the the girls are better, even though she, she sells herself out in the movie and makes women look really, if you've seen that movie, you realize like, Oh, they're trying to make the woman come first because she's older taking care of her brother. But then like she sells herself and her brother out and she gets the black fingertips and she sells her soul to the devil. Essentially at the end just making women look really weak and, It's another gross uh, distortion of of femininity. But uh, the witch, the woman in the woods, that's the Baba Yaga, the chicken leg house. And if she's not appeased, she'll do really destructive things. So they got to appease the Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga comes in a lot of different varieties, a lot of different forms. Uh, The Iron Woman is another name for her. Or the Vidma, V-I-D-M-A or V-I-D apostrophe M-A. Vidma is a Ukrainian witch Or a Ukrainian demon, vampire, or the embodiment of natural disasters, Uh, earthquakes, could be just weather in general, hell storms, lightning storms, uh, could be a a, a fire, could be a lot of different things. She's also, or uh, generally seen as a she, this witch is also the patron, if you will, of milk. And of crops, as I said, the Baba Yaga is so milk and crops. So this is the Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga is a distorted woman. So if you have a Baba Yaga, or you have a, a Vidma, or you have an Iron Woman, or whatever you want to call her, she's a distortion of femininity. Whether that's the the, the feminine essence of the earth or of you know of the woman uh, of a human woman, this character. It, it, it feels like, really does feel like, is being honored with this conflict in Ukraine. And the reason I say that is because if you remember the, the spirit cooking and the Aleister Crowley spirit cakes and menstrual blood and real blood and sperm and milk and all you mixing all this stuff together, I said in the last segment that there's, there's kind of like a spirit cooking type of, a th- I'm not talking about pizza garbage. Get that garbage out of your head. Spirit cooking is a real thing. And so is you know the Aleister Crowley cake of light ceremony. It's, it's a very very real thing. So there is a similar kind of a spirit cooking happening in Ukraine, and th- it's kind of like the cauldron the rest of the world you know focuses on. This is the big thing we're worried about: nuclear war and all this. A lot of fear, a lot of energy. And that's not very purifying. That's not very cleansing. That's th- the opposite. You have this weird fetishizing of Ukraine, which is justification to put more money and more military equipment etc into the country. Uh, and even I said in the last segment that uh, a lot of porn websites have have had for a while but especially last year uh, Ukraine was trending people wanted to see Ukrainian women having sex. I'm sure there's a bunch of weird liberals with masks two or three masks on their face so they couldn't breathe some kind of erotic uh, asphyxiation thing going on. But there was a a literal weird sexual fetishizing. I mean, even Miss Ukraine, even the the pageants where they have these Ukrainian women, it's all weird sexual fetishizing. Really weird sexual fetishizing, just because of the war, Russia, Putin's war. Right? That was even that's in the news this morning. Live updates on Putin's war. (laughs) It's just a talking point. They all repeat. Yeah, it's it's completely Putin's war. So fetishizing that that's kind of like you know the sexual. That's like the sperm. Of the spirit cooking, and the money we put into this is energy. That's the it, that nurtures it. Without the money, the situation would just it would end. Might not be the way that some people want it to end, but it would end. We wouldn't be nurturing it. We, it's the milk. The Azov Battalion cutting themselves, bleeding into the soil with their their gods. That that's a real thing. Watch the videos of it. They're actual real. Nazis, real Nazis, not Bernie Sanders National Socialist Nazis. These are real like occult Nazis, which are different than socialist Nazis. These are brutal killers. And they're doing blood soil rituals right there in Ukraine. There's there's swastikas on some of the tanks there, literally. And I got nothing wrong with the swastika. I've got like three swastikas in my studio. There's nothing wrong with a swastika. It's a cross doing a cartwheel across the floor. It's the rod. it's the Sun Wheel, it's the four elements, it's the four seasons, it's the four horses, it's the four everything, it's the four corners, the four cardinal directions. It's not anti Semitic. You believe it, it is, then it is, whatever, but it's it's on the tanks. So, I mean some of the top Ukrainian military officials have swastika bracelets. Have you seen that? This is the blood of war and ritual. In other words, the sexual fetishizing, the money, milk, and the blood and the war, this is spirit cooking, but spirit cooking for what? You know, right when Russia invaded Ukraine, there was a statue of St. Michael the Archangel, the patron saint who protects with a sword and a shield and a cross. The cross itself could be seen as a shield against evil, who's supposed to protect the country. A, a statue of St. Michael the Archangel began bleeding in Colorado. St. Michael conquers the ancient serpent. If St. Michael is bleeding, he's probably getting his ass kicked. It's not a good omen. Could be seen as a positive sign by some, but I see that as a bad omen. That was literally like the, this within the same 24, 48-hour period. I don't know when it exactly started happening. There was a news report, I think, on the 23rd. but That same 24-hour period of Russia going into Ukraine... Obviously, time difference because this was Colorado and then Ukraine, very big different time difference. But as that was happening, the statue of Saint Michael the Archangel started bleeding. This statue, this lady had in Colorado, it's all over the news, and it had nothing to do with Ukraine. We, Russia hadn't invaded yet. This was the day before. And Saint Michael is the patron saint of Ukraine. Weighs souls during the final judgment. Kills the serpent with the sword. If Saint Michael is wounded and the serpent takes power, that's probably a bad thing. And while that was happening, in Japan, a 1,000-year-old volcanic rock split open. That rock was supposed to have contained a beautiful woman called Tamomo Nomai. In other words, the Japanese Momo, or the Japanese Baba Yaga in Chinese, or in Mandarin, and Mo is the devil. It's basically a female demon spirit. And that is the Japanese version of the Slavic Baba Yaga or the Iron Woman or the Vidma. And you know what the Vidma is? This is no joke. This is a very real thing. In fact, let me turn around here and look. I I was just checking on my bookshelf. The Encyclopedia of Witchcraft. I have a copy of it. You go into that book and you look up Vidma. You know what the Vidma is? The Vidma is literally the serpent. The Vidma is a lot of things, vampire, succubus, incubus. It could be a lot of things, but the Vidma is the serpent. So if that statue of St. Michael the Archangel is bleeding while trying to conquer the serpent, and the next day Russia invades Ukraine, which is supposedly protected by St. Michael the Archangel, and everything that has gone into this war over the last year, you know, the milk shortage last year, the egg shortage this year, the cutting off the head of the king in the spring, the rising prices, more supply chain issues, food distribution issues, industrial sabotage, you name it. The sexual fetishizing of Ukraine, the sperm, the money that nurtures that war, the milk and the blood of the Azov Battalion and all the innocent people who have died because Ukraine puts military equipment next to schools and hospitals because they're psychotic. Even the liberal Amnesty International acknowledged that and were like, wow, they're they're putting tanks next to schools, so when the Russians hit the tanks, they're hitting schools. I mean, that's that's next-level stuff. That is next-level stuff. Nobody wants to talk. Even Amnesty International said that. I mean that's like the equivalent of like I don't know the Southern Poverty Law Center being like yeah they're 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 actual Nazis just telling the truth and acknowledging it real snopes acknowledging it like yeah they're Nazis real actual Nazis So this these are the the elements of spirit cooking just like blues clues what could what could blue want to do with these three elements Probably want to do a spirit cooking ritual. The kids scream out, spirit cooking, spirit cooking. And what are they going to feed with this spirit cooking substance they've made? The thing that St. Michael the Archangel has been inverted to not destroy, but to allow to destroy him, the bleeding statue, he's supposed to conquer the serpent. But he's unable to conquer the serpent because he got his ass kicked. And his image, his idea, his... Persona has been overturned and it has been inverted. Which means the serpent wins. And the serpent just so happens to be, if you have a book or go on the internet, type in Vidma, witchcraft, you'll find that in Ukrainian folklore, the Vidma, which is the vampire, the demon, the devil, the Baba Yaga, the Iron Woman, agriculture, the field. Uh, The inverted mother, distorted woman, the one that takes children, destroys the milk, destroys the crops if you don't give her offerings. She is the serpent, kind of like the Whore of Babylon or the Prostitute of the Beast in Revelation, the Red Woman, the Bloody Lilith. They're spirit cooking for the Vidma, which is the serpent, which St. Michael couldn't conquer because St. Michael got hit in the head, and bled out. Now, this is happening in a very symbolic way. In some capacity, it's happening in a very, very real way. Because St. Michael the Archangel really is the patron saint of Ukraine. He really does slay the dragon or the serpent. And right before that invasion occurred last year, a a statue was bleeding, uh, completely unrelated to what was going to happen in the next few hours. And, and the Vatican was even going to, and, and, and I never saw a follow-up story, they were going to investigate this. It, it happens on occasion. It can be explained scientifically, but even scientifically, paint ran or water got in through a crack in a statue, not in the case of this little t- this smaller statue. This wasn't a giant statue. could leak out the eyes. It's still an omen. It's still an omen, good or bad. And if St. Michael is bleeding, that is not a good sign. That implies and insinuates that St. Michael is, is potentially suffering a fatal head wound. That is not good. That mean the serpent would conquer St. Saint Michael. Saint Michael. The, sun, the sun, which is what he represents, would be engulfed by Leviathan. That darkness that's on the outside of Rorboros. That's not a good omen. And then when you factor in, as I said... This begins in the month of cleansing and purification in bulk, Valentine's Day, or Lupercalia, which is heavy on the blood and heavy on fertility and heavy on regeneration. The month of protection for women, Juno Sospita, Juno Februa, Brigid, St. Agatha, St. Brigid. The milk formula shortage, the egg shortage, the protection of the mother or the grain, Uh, But we had, because of the exports being cut off and all that, that's a cutting off of the head of the king in the spring, not in the fall. That guarantees starvation, not abundance. All of that guarantees that more people are going to die. That guarantees more people are going to starve. That guarantees there will be less abundance, less wealth in the world. War doesn't create those things. War destroys wealth, destroys production. Or leads to a, a, a worse place for all of us. And all of these things, the eggs, the milk, protection of the mother in February, if you distort those things, there's there's a name for the distortion of the egg and the milk and, and the mother. The distortion is again called the Baba Yaga or the Iron Woman or the Vidma, which is the serpent that St. Michael the Archangel is supposed to slay. That again is not a good sign. That is a very, very negative or dark omen. Now, I maintain, at least in theory, I maintain that what is happening in Ukraine is an extremely complex, only from, I guess I shouldn't use that word, only from the point of view of like, it's obviously not like, oh, Russia for no reason invaded, and Joe Biden's just a great guy that wants to help him out. It's... (laughs) A little more complex than that's It's not that simple. That's what I mean by complex. But with all the stuff we've heard and seen out of Ukraine with the swastikas, with the the wolf's hook and the Azov battalion, the blood and soil rituals, the lightning coming out of the sky and striking tanks, uh, the UFOs, which are always seen during times of war. Read William Bramley, uh, The Gods of Eden. It's a great book on that. Um, there is a much more mystical, spiritual component taking place there in Ukraine. And with the, the, I mean, you see, I don't know if you saw Joe Biden when he landed in Ukraine. Uh, and he, he gets, or I think he went to Poland first, but he goes to Ukraine, flew into Poland. Uh, and they have this big siren blaring, air raid sirens. And reporters, even liberal reporters on the ground, people that otherwise probably support the war, uh, were saying that there's, none of this has happened in, there's have not been an explosion or anything uh, occurring there in in weeks, maybe even it could have been even months. I, I heard weeks. Uh, it is it, very weird. Like they they're cre- it, it's it's I'm not saying that things haven't happened there. Things haven't blown up, but they're they create this idea. Joe Biden's landing, he's bringing aid and it's right in time because air raid sirens are going off. Take a listen to this. <laughs> This is Joe Biden walking with Zelensky with eight, eight Y's. We need, to
1: go. Sorry, sorry, sorry. To we need to
0: go, we need to go, we need to go, we need to go. moving to the ahead. next spot. This video actually shows all the saints and all the angels painted on this building behind Biden and Zelensky walking and they have this air raid siren going. There hasn't been an explosion. There hasn't been uh, you know, bombs going off, bombs dropping. So why are they doing that air raid siren? Because it's all about the ritual. It's all about the pageantry. It's all about the ceremony. If you want to see, that's from, uh, it's from The Guardian. Actually, you just go to YouTube, type in Joe Biden sirens Ukraine, and here's The Guardian. And it's so weird because that scene at the beginning of the video, they're walking, I don't know what building this is, but it's a very, it's like religious iconography. All the saints and all the angels saying prayers and as Joe Biden and Zelensky walk by. There's this weird religious feeling to it. And so with the fear, like with, with Joe Biden, basically, and Zelensky, definitely, Zelensky, oh, we, you know, the Russians hit Poland with a missile. That's NATO ally. We got to go in and kill the Russians. Go attack them. He's basically just barking at the U.S. like Israel does. Go fight our enemies. It's what... uh uh, uh, what's his name, who's the former uh, prime minister of Israel, uh, Netanyahu, whatever his name is, he said you know, the U.S. is benefiting from the war or y- Israel, excuse me, Israel is benefiting from the war of the U.S. is waging in the Middle East because they're taking out our, our enemies. And that's what the U.S. is being used for in the case of Ukraine again. And Zelensky has this, they call him Churchill, he has more of like a Benjamin Netanyahu vibe to him than, than Churchill. Churchill wasn't a great Ch- Churchill was an actual anti-Semite, literally. They kind of forget to tell you that in history. But it's it's about pageantry. And Zelensky has, he said, you know, we got to go attack Russia because a missile hit Poland. Turns out it was a Russian missile, but it was fired by Ukrainian forces. He's tried to spark World War III, literally, or just whatever you want to call it, nuclear holocaust, etc. Good thing Putin actually has some restraint. Because if he didn't, and he was the kind of guy they tell us he was in the news, he'd have, he'd have probably just... I mean, he's that evil, he'd have probably just leveled Ukraine, every single but he's not there to do that. So Putin's telling us a little bit of the truth, probably not a lot. Biden is telling us nothing. He didn't even tell us he was going to Ukraine. It's it's all a big joke. And Joe Biden called for a basically a World War III. We gotta continue fighting. We gotta continue supporting this war. We gotta continue to, 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 to back, you know, the good guys just pushing us closer and closer and closer to that idea of of a fiery holocaust, a fiery ending to the world. Now, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I don't want you to be scared about that. But I want you to think, with all the religious iconography, with all of the essence of February, the cleansing, the purifying, the Bridget, Juno, Februa, and the uh, and, and the feeding of the, the Vidma or the Iron Woman or the Baba Yaga or whatever, the serpent, that Saint Michael the Archangel is bleeding and unable to defeat. Uh, saint Michael the Archangel, the patron saint of Ukraine of Ukraine and of Kiev in particular. They have these sirens blurring when Joe Biden arrives. I'm sure you've heard that on other other shows by now. And then Joe Biden gets there, and just like Zelensky trying to just push for and, and, and spark just someone used, use the weapon, big EMP neutron bomb, uh, an atomic weapon, just something, just blow something up so we can just launch everything. And there's there's a the weird um, theological, spiritual, if you will, religious uh, feeling to this. Uh, just, just like um, I actually uh, called into uh, uh, Ground Zero the other night, Kriston Harris, a friend of ours here on The Secret Teachings, he was he was being interviewed by Clyde, and um, he brought up a point. I, I had said something. I said, I don't think you guys should be worried about the war in Ukraine. I think you should be worried about what Donald Trump's plan is if he becomes president. Apparently, he's going to have firing squads and guillotines. That's what the Rolling Stone reported. Trump actually was talking about um, prosecuting and executing violent drug offenses and violent criminals, which I'm all for as long as they go through a, a real trial of um, uh, jury of their peers and the evidence is presented and they're convicted, then I'm all for it. the death penalty for violent violent criminals and for people that, um, well, actually, I think if you're a rapist, I think you should just get your penis cut off as far as I'm concerned. Uh, or if you're a woman, something equally horrific should happen to you, but maybe that's just the the monster in me talking. Uh, the point is, though, Kriston uh, Harris said, I think that they bring up the idea of the guillotines because that really makes Christians nervous. And he's right. You know, he, he referenced uh, Thieves in the Night, that movie um, I was thinking left behind. That's all I saw, guillotines cutting people's heads off because they they were left behind when the rapture happened. And then after the rapture, they're on Earth for seven years, seven years of tribulation, uh, the antichrist comes to power and then the the few that decide I think I'm going to follow the path of Jesus I guess those friends of mine my parents or whoever they were right they were Christians were right Jesus is real and then they the evil people come around with guillotines and cut your head off they're playing on those religious ideas they're playing on the ideas earthquakes earthquakes Planes falling out of the sky, plagues of disease, and chemicals in the air, and World War Three, and nuclear holocaust, and fire engulfing the Earth, because a majority of the world's population—Muslims, Christians, Jews, etc.—believe in these things. I mean, Ragnarok, the end of the world doesn't have to be Christian, Muslim, Jew. It could be anything. Most religions like hardcore religions, even just folklore and mythology, the, the idea of the end of the world. And it's, it's usually natural, it's nature, it's the changing of the seasons, the four horses, the four seasons. But a lot of people believe it literally. And, and maybe that means it's it, the prophecies, if you will, are real, or they're just fulfilling these prophecies. But people are being shown these these images and told these things because it plays on their religious beliefs, their desire to believe in certain, certain things, knowing that a law will save them, Jesus will save them, Something divine will save them. So subconsciously, as I've said before, they, they give up. They give up. And now is not the time to give up. You certainly don't give up now. Because this is when we have the most power. It's so naked. It's so obvious. That even people that would normally support the the hubla are not supporting it. And realizing fake air raids, are real air raids, but fake Fake air raid sirens, essentially. It's all pageantry walking past the angels and all the saints, and something's just not right. And with all that fetishizing, all that money, and all that blood, you know, just like I do, what we're looking at here. Spirit cooking ritual to feed the Baba Yaga, the Iron Woman, and the Vidma, or the serpent, that St. Michael is supposed to conquer. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Please go to our website www.thesecretteachings.info please grab a copy of one of my books we have physical and digital copies if you buy a physical you get a digital copy or you can get all the digital copies all of our montages and all of our shows ad free if you subscribe on the website you can also listen to the show for free and we get paid for that on any radio or podcast player you just have to listen to the advertisements again www.thesecretteachings.info if you'd like to contact me r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com secret teachings will be back tomorrow and uh, we should have a guest on tomorrow i have to confirm that we should have a guest on tomorrow another good show planned friday the 24th stay safe stay informed stay healthy and we will talk to you on that broadcast the next broadcast